And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating. Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First, seek first the kingdom of God. If we seek his kingdom and his righteousness, everything else will be added to us. Question, how? It's just like, okay, great. What do we do? How do we pursue it? How do we find it? The, the answer is actually located in the book of Colossians. So we will do precisely what the Word of God tells us to do. Next, there is an outside war, and there is an inside war, the fight between the flesh and the spirit. It's not that we can't walk in victory. We can but because of the re- and that's only because of the redeeming work of Jesus Christ and because of that redeeming work of Jesus Christ we have no obligation to the old life that's not the problem the struggle is that we make the decision to hang out there that's the problem the problem is that we go i think i'll visit the old neighborhood and see what's going on there finally uh, jesus can but can we so christians don't like to talk about or acknowledge demons, which is weird because Jesus talked about it all the time. Demons didn't disappear because of psychoanalyzation. Their warfare can come from active sin or generational sin, which is acknowledged in Exodus 20, verse 4. Through Jesus, we overcome demons in all spiritual warfare. That doesn't make us weird. It makes us believers. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey, 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 hey. 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 We're asking you, what do you think? You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. Not Captain Crunch at hemustincrease.org, but david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483-214-210-8483-214-210-8483-214-210-8483. You can also call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call, 972-445-0770. You know what that's like? Well, you get to talk to Captain Chris. And that's like getting cool whip, cool whip with your favorite fruit. That's right. You get cool whip. With your favorite fruit when you talk to him, because then you will be. Yeah, 
I'm not giving anybody any more details on that. You got to figure it out. Uh, bottom line is, as most of you know, uh, the show is a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. Kind of, kind of like Billy the Kid is Billy the Kid spelled sideways, sorta. Uh, bottom line to that, it's not professional radio. It's just radio. That's all it is. Radio. Okay. It's not the movie. It's the stuff that's uh, in the air. Okay. And in this show and on this show and through this show and to this show, if you've got a question, a thought, a comment, or opinion, you are welcome to share it through those different modes. You can call us. You can email us. You can text us. It's fine. It's fun. We love it. And in doing so, you might have a question. You might have a praise report. We want to give you room for that because we love hearing that. What the Lord's doing in people's lives encourages other believers. That's why we share that. And you're like, what? I don't know how. Just tell what Jesus did. Well, somebody doesn't like it. Well, then they won't remember it. But what if somebody does like it and they do remember it? Also, your praise report, your prayer request. So we combine our faith together. It's kind of like thinking of faith and everybody's got like an ounce. And if we take all of our ounces in faith and put them in a big jar, we got a lot more faith going on. That's why we offer prayer requests with one another. We also do... Bible trivia. Here's your first and rather easy Bible trivia question. Who was the brother of Mary and Martha who Jesus raised from the dead? Who is that dude? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And then you can also send an email, David, at he must increase. Dot org. My papers are all over the place, so you have to be you have to be patient with me because I'm like, wow, this is over here. Wow, this is over here. Everything's everywhere. Okay, the one thing I'm going to tell you, and we're going to mention it again at the bottom of the hour in this second half of the show, which is actually actually the second third of the show, but that doesn't matter. Is I want you to check out the website so that you can decide which of our brochures you like the most okay we have two sets and on the website on the very bottom so you go to the website he missed uh, increase.org at the top right there's the little three lines called the hamburger you click on that go all the way to the bottom and you'll see brochures in process aaa brochures in process zzz we already got people responding to it look at both of those and say gee i like this one okay is it it's pretty fair. Okay. All right. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Spencer. Hi, Spencer. How you doing? Doing good. Awesome. Are you looking forward to the weekend? I am. All right. Good. Me too. I'm with you on that one right there. All right. Who was the brother of Mary and Martha who Jesus raised from the dead? That'd be Lazarus. That is correct, sir! You are right. You are exactly it. Now I'm going to go on a limb and say you knew that one, right? Yes, sir. All right, good job. Excellent job. Excellent call-in. If there's anything we can pray for you about, anything you ever want to share, don't hesitate. We're right here for you, okay? All right, thank you. All right, God bless, brother. All God right. Great job. Great job by Spencer. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, let me get into this. Uh, and I will tell you that that Deborah said through Susie Lazarus. That's pretty good, right? 
good job. See, see how we were. See, that was, we were Captain Chris and I were talking about this. So Deborah was praying for Susie, and now Susie's interceding for Deborah. See how that works? All right, let me get to this. So we love seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto us. And everybody loves that. Let's be honest. Everybody loves that, and all this other stuff will be added to us. <laughs> We love that because, like, well, let me get this straight. I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else is like, yeah. Okay, and you're like, okay, I love that. I love that. But most people have no idea what that means. What does that mean to seek? And so we're going to use Colossians 3, 1, and 2 because the best interpreter of Scripture is Scripture, not, not a commentary. Scripture's comments on itself are the best interpreters. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 2, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. The way that we seek is that we set our hearts and our minds in that direction. The way that you... I know that you're thinking, well, that seems overly simplistic. Yeah, how many people are doing it? (laughs) It's like... Oh, well, that's a good point. That is a good point. That's the problem. What we do in order to seek is we set our hearts and our minds. So what does the heart represent? I think that's kind of like the emotional, kind of like feely, kind of like that area. What does the mind represent? I think that's kind of like the thinky, kind of logic-y kind of thing. You know what they say, left brain, right brain? Okay, just split that off and think, you know, the emotional part's your heart and the intellectual part is uh, is your mind. And here you under, then you begin to really understand when it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, which is physical strength, and with all your mind. And you're like, oh, wait a second, there's a connection to all this. It's like, yep. There certainly is. And so here's the thought. Are you raised up from the old man through Jesus? The answer is yes, of course, right? Well, then set your heart, and what I need to do is set my heart where Jesus is. I need to set my mind above where Jesus is. In other words, everything that you filter And we talk about this a lot on the show, how that you look at a situation and it changes instantly as soon as you insert God into the picture. I mean, it's just like a completely different, uh, you have a picture. You guys know what a picture is. I mean, you get your cameras and everything. Now, just insert God into that picture and you're like, oh, that does change it quite a bit. Well, that's your situation. But this is what it's saying. Do that, you know. In, in order to understand how to seek the kingdom first, do that where you insert Jesus into the picture of your life in every circumstance, and you will begin to see that if you focus on heaven first, you will understand what earth is second, and it will help you walk it. You know you're not going to probably not going to do it perfectly, okay? I mean, this is what grace and mercy and forgiveness is all about, but the idea— is that you and I do not get so stuck here that that is all we think. And in fact, Peter specifically states that we ought to be a people who are looking for a new heavens and a new earth. That's how we ought to live our lives, seeking that first. Yeah, that's some good stuff right there. All right, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
when confronted by the unimaginable, look at how some of the Bible heroes responded. Abraham's wife, Sarah, laughed when the Lord promised her a son in old age. Why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? The Lord answered. That's Genesis 18, 13. Zechariah, priest in the temple, asked, How can I be sure of this to Gabriel? I am Gabriel, the angel answered. I stand in the presence of God and have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Luke, this is out of Luke 119. In other words, God was saying, God can do this. Mary exclaimed, how are you going to do this? When Gabriel brought her that great news of her son that she would bear, the angel assured her, nothing with God, nothing will be impossible. Luke 137, the disciples questioned Jesus, and he answered them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. The Lord reminded the prophet Jeremiah, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Jeremiah 32, 27. If God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, 31. Praise to him who is able, listen, this is Ephesians 3, 20. Praise to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Finally, when life just seems impossible, we can memorize and believe and agree with the Apostle Paul's conclusion of all his personal struggles, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which is in Philippians 4.13. Darkness comes. This is from John Piper, this, this next statement. Darkness comes. In the middle of it, the future looks blank. But with God, nothing is impossible. He has more ropes and ladders and tunnels out of pits than you can ever conceive of. So wait and pray without ceasing and hope. I think that this kind of thought process, it's not name it and claim it. It's just believing that God is the God that can do anything is applicable for his kids to operate in when their situation seems impossible that we deal in the truth of the possible that God brings. Sometimes hallelujah Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I'm sending Al a text, everybody, so just hold on. <laughs> okay, and I have to help Annika. Annika doesn't get the joke about the bus, the person on the bus. Funny, you don't look Jewish. We'll have to talk about that, Annika. Um, here we go. True or false? The Pharisees brought Jesus a donkey so that he could ride into Jerusalem. True or false? The Pharisees, hold on, I'm scratching this one out. The Pharisees brought Jesus a donkey 
Let's use the word donkey a lot in this show. Uh, so that he could ride into Jerusalem. If you think you know the answer, reach out to us. You can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at org. Okay, dokie. So that's for that trivia question. So again, the trivia question is: Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? True or false? The Pharisees brought Jesus a donkey so that he could ride into Jerusalem. Okay. All right. All right. Do I don't need to explain the? Do I need to explain the bus joke? She's kidding, right? She's got to be kidding. She's way too. Yeah, I'm not gonna say. It. Uh, again, go to the website. Check out under the hamburger the very bottom two. Links, tell me if you like Brochures in Process AAA or Brochures in Process ZZZ. Okay? Okay. I see. I had, I had, I had it up there dot, 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 one. And then I had dot, 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 two. And then I had A, B, C. And then it was, it was like, okay. Right. Ready for the jokes? Okay. Oh, there you go. Ready. Nine things a mother would never say. Nine things a mother would never say. Okay. There you go. How on earth can you see the TV sitting so far back? See, mother would never say that, right? Okay. Yeah, I used to skip school a lot too. <laughs> see that? See that? I think that's funny. Uh, just leave all the lights on. It makes the house look more cheery. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me smell that shirt. Yeah, that's good for another week. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, go ahead and keep that stray dog. I'll be glad to feed and walk him every day. <laughs> well, Johnny, if oh well, if Johnny's mom said it was okay, then it's good enough for me. <laughs> the curfew is just a general time to shoot for. It's not like I'm running a prison around here. Also, I don't have a tissue with me. Just use your sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, don't bother wearing a jacket. The wind chill is bound to improve. Those are nine things a mother would n- never say. And then I got a topper, okay? It's called Bugs. Ready? All right, somebody call it. It's called Bugs. All right. I'll give you this. It's a topper joke. Just give one, one little extra joke like into the weekend. Okay? The boy asks his mom, Mom, are bugs good to eat? Asked the boy. Let's not talk about such things at the dinner table, son, his mother replied. After dinner, the mother inquired, Now, son, why did you want to ask me? Oh, nothing, the boy said. There was just a bug in your soup, and now it's gone. There you go. Come on. That's another good one. (laughs) Okay, here we go. All right, so our trivia question is... Okay, trivia question is, true or false, the Pharisees brought Jesus a donkey so that he could ride into Jerusalem. True or false? we got somebody who's calling in. You, By the way, you do have a chance to still respond to that. You can uh, text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. I think you can still also call in. I'm not sure what he's doing on that, on the 972-445-0770, Okay. Uh, let's keep Mary in prayer. Let's keep Deborah in prayer. Let's keep all of our listeners in prayer. We're praying. When I pray for you guys, it's uh, pretty simplified overall. What I pray for is that the Lord would bless you all spiritually first, 
physically, financially, and then everything else that comes off the top of my brain. Okay? That's uh, what I said. Okay. So there you go. Um, Annika says, no, she doesn't get the joke. We need to enlighten her. So we're going to have to figure out how to do that. I can't do that right at this time. The big thing there, Annika, is that she keeps going, are you Jewish? Are you Jewish? Are you Jewish? And the guy's like, no, 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 no. And then he finally just breaks down because she's so persistent and goes, fine, fine. I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. Right? Leave me alone. And then she goes, ah, you don't look Jewish. (laughs) See, that's. It's kind of a sarcastic play there. Uh, Let's go into the text and then remind me to give the trivia question if nobody calls in. This is called Turning Our Life Inside Out. Matthew 23, 25 through 28. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisees first clean the inside of the cup and the plate, then the outside also may be clean. Woe to you, scribe and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness." Okay. Uh, somebody's calling in, so they get, they get trivia. Okay, so I'm going to hold off on the teaching and get the trivia answer, and then we'll go back to it. Okay, and we might have to extend this one. Ready? All right, fire away. This is David. Who am I talking to? It's Spencer again. Hey, how you doing, Spencer? All right, here you go. Ah, <laughs> uh, true or false? The Pharisees brought Jesus a donkey so he could ride into Jerusalem. Well. That is correct. You are correct, sir. That is false. Who brought? Do you remember who did that? Who brought the donkeys? Uh, be guessing James, but it was apostles. Yeah, it was. It was in Luke nineteen twenty-eight through thirty-five. It's it's two of the disciples, so we don't know for sure, but it's two of the twelve, so to speak. Brought him a donkey. I don't know if Judas was there, but two of the 12 brought him a donkey. It wasn't the Pharisees. The Pharisees didn't want anything to do with him. So good answer. I'm just going to go with you knew that off the top of your head as well. Right? Good job, brother. That's great work. Thank you. I appreciate it. God bless. God bless. Bye. All right. Uh, Annika did respond to my joke. She went groan. (laughs) Wait. wait, If you think that wasn't bad. (laughs) I ought to tell her the one. I'll tell the one other joke when we come back. If you think that's bad, Annika, you wait. I got one that's so much worse you won't believe it. All right, so let's go back to this. Jesus talking about turning his life inside out. So in Matthew 23, if you don't, if you've not read Matthew 23, most people go into Matthew 24 because of the prophecy, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's everything right with that. You should know what Matthew 24 says, but you should know what Matthew 22 says and 23 says, 25 says, and 21 and 20 and 19, all of it, right? This is the part where he is just raking the Pharisees and the scribes over the coals because they are hypocrites. There are at least 13, if not 16 names that he calls them. So people say, well, you shouldn't call names. Don't tell Jesus. (laughs) He called them a bag of snakes. I mean, he called them a bunch of stuff, right? Here's the issue. The cup and the plate. The outward appearance looks great. Have you ever looked at a cup on the outside? It looks fine. If you've looked on the inside, have you ever seen a cup that has stains on the inside? Looks fine on the outside, right? But the food is drunk or drunk from the inside and it leaves stains. That's what Jesus is talking about. 
He's talking about the inward reality. He's talking about the inside of us that's as important as anything that, that there is. And the key is we need to be clean on the inside, which only takes place through Jesus, so that we can manifest what is clean on the outside. It's not the other way around. You don't present yourself as clean, but on the inside, you're full of stains. You get cleaned on the inside, and then the outside will reflect what's really going on on the inside. To give you an idea along the lines of how God sees this, 1 Samuel 16, 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him, for the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. So here, God rebuking Samuel, probably one of the top-notch Old Testament, didn't make any mistake kind of dudes, right? I mean, there's other people involved there, but he just a lot of a lot of text, a lot of not doing wrong here. And God tells him, you know what? You're wrong to look at a person's appearance and then try to determine that that's the resolution. You have to see past that outside shell. You have to see what's on the inside. Most couples that have been together for a while have figured out, not not everybody, but many couples have figured out that the person that they love is not the shell of a person on the outside, but the depth of the person on the inside. It's just, it's just at some point you figure out that's that's it. And that's why they're like they love their their spouses or even their children or even their parents more and more. When your parents get older and they look goofier, I'm just going to use that word goofier. You don't love them less. Oh, look at my dad; he looks terrible. Oh my, I can't hang out with him. That's not how that goes. Unless we're so arrogant and full of pride and so full of hypocrisy that there's so much evil and lawlessness in us and so much greed and self-indulgence that we stain everything we see. It's like, that's bad. It's a bad way to be. God knows what's going on on the inside. And when when somebody is being—it's nothing worse than that. And, and we're not just talking about media and politicians and, and educators. We already know they're liars. <laughs> We're, we're talking about one another, and we need to be right and true with one another. That's where trust and vulnerability come together in a deep love in a Christian relationship. All right, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Each of the four living creatures had six wings, 
and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. Day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And you're thinking, that's a great verse, Dave. What does that got to do with Thanksgiving? Right? Because that doesn't have any application except for... God is pictured here as always was, always is, and always will be. And a person who is walking in the dynamic of continually giving thanks is looking at their past with thanksgiving, is looking at their present with thanksgiving, and is looking at their future with thanksgiving because God has operated in the past, the present, and the future, and you have a past, a present, and a future, and when you look at your past and you operate with thanksgiving, and you look at your present and you operate with thanksgiving, and you look at your future and you operate with thanksgiving, you're operating in those principles with God, and if you look at your past with thanksgiving, guess what you won't have. You won't have bitterness. And if you look at your present with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A trusting and a confidence. And if you look to your future with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A hope for a better tomorrow. All these principles operate if you will continually walk in thanksgiving on every aspect and element of your life. You won't be bitter. You'll be trusting God and walking in confidence. You'll be looking for a better tomorrow. You'll be operating in the principle of faith. You'll be honoring God and you'll be setting yourself free in your partnership with God, how can that be bad? Amen. How can that be bad? I mean, it blow my mind. Cry it out loud. We should be thanking God for, oh, but this terrible thing happened. But look how God brought you through it. Amen. This terrible thing is happening, but look how God is bringing you through it. Hey, when they start shooting Christians, look how God took you out and brought you to him. I mean, it's like it's all together. You can't escape this. If you look at your life with a continual feast of thanksgiving, you'll have a continual feast. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. So we're going to do things a little different in this segment because that's how we do things. Number one, I just want to let you guys know we're going to do our trivia afterwards. We've got somebody that's on the phone. We're going to get to them in just a second. But I do want you guys to be aware that you can reach out to us uh, when we do things at 972-445-0770 during the show. You can text during the show, 214-210-8483. Plus, if you want to give but you're not comfortable with the normal modes, you can call the 214-210-8483 number not during the show hours. And then I can get that phone and coordinate a time to meet with you, and then I can do uh, a credit card transaction not with PayPal. Uh, separately, but I got to do that when I get home because it's really hard to do that when cars are going 95 miles an hour and trucks are swaying back and forth and saying, squish that little car, squish that little car. So, uh, you know, it's okay. We just got to do it later. Plus, you can also, if you don't want to send a check, you can send cash. You don't want to do that. You can, there's ways to do it, but we can take a credit card directly. It just needs to take place. 
uh, kind of separately. That's actually what Mary does. Our Mary, she calls and I talk to her for a few minutes, and then we do a, a transaction. It's real easy. So the, that's available to you. Also, don't forget you can reach out to us at David at he must increase.org. We're going to take the call, and then Captain Chris is going to remind me to talk to you about the website because of what we got going on at the website. So let's go ahead and take the call now. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Roger again. Hey, Roger again. How are you? Okay, I'm doing great. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Did you have a question? Yes. Uh oh. I do. Okay, fire away. I text you one, but I got a different one. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, fire away. Okay. Um. The question is, if since you're Jewish, you should know. Are you, if you use the Jewish calendar, are you younger than you are if you use the world calendar? Okay, here's here's the answer I'm going to give you, okay? I'm going to give you the right answer, and then I'm going to give you the Yiddish answer, okay? Here's the, yeah. here's the right answer. If you use the Jewish calendar, I'm not younger, Okay. <laughs> Okay. If you use the Yiddish calendar, I'm always younger. That's what my mother said to say, and that's what my children are supposed to tell me. <laughs> now, like, is the Jewish calendar different than the Hebrew calendar? No, it's that's this. It's the same calendar, but they'll typically do a 360 versus a 365 day. But part of that problem for some groups is that they don't count your birthday as year one, but they count your conception. So if they count your conception, then you're older. So it's like, uh oh, that doesn't help. So uh, the the way to really go about it is you just no matter what age it is, and this is what I do with my wife, no matter what age it is, whatever age she tells me, that's how old she is. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I don't know if I threw you off base or not. No, no, that was awesome. And, I love it. <laughs> Are you kidding? It's fantastic. And uh, you, I, can, you can text me the other answer. I, sometimes I have trouble keeping my mind on Christ. Yeah. I, and I understand that it's you know what that is is there's a couple of things it's part of it is life with so many distractions and part of it's the enemy who throws distractions in our direction so right. so that it's both sometimes it's just the process sometimes it's getting tired sometimes it's not not doing things healthy for ourselves and then sometimes it's spiritual warfare you'll you can right. you can tell the difference. By when that distraction comes, what's going on? Is the is the okay. distraction based on anything that you're connecting to Jesus? That's when you keep your eye extra open, because that's where you know okay. it's spiritual warfare. Okay. Is that good? All right, I got to let, let you go. We'll All see right. you later. All right, God bless God you, bro. Bless. All right, bye-bye. All right, <laughs> since we're never going to get through this one today, just relax. I still have my other teachings all set up. Just relax. But I got to do this for Annika because I love Annika and Neil. So I'm going to give her this other Jewish joke to help her. Okay? <laughs> this should help. Okay? And by the way, she gave a – she said, said a joke. A party for mushrooms. A girl mushroom saw a boy mushroom telling jokes to a group of mushrooms. She turned to her friend and said, he looks like a fun guy. Anyway, that's a classic, right? We know that one. This one you might not have heard. A grandmother takes her grandchild – 
to the beach. First time. She's so proud. He's so cute. This guy's a little sailor's little outfit on, little hat and everything. So cute. It's just beautiful. She's bragging to everybody, this is my grandson. This is my grandson. A wave comes and grabs the kid and sucks him into the ocean. And the grandmother looks at it and looks up at God and says, are you kidding me? I've got my grandchild for the first time and you put him in the ocean? I need my grandchild back. Do you know what kind of trouble I'll be in? Give me back my grandchild. I need this. I'm desperate. And all of a sudden, the wave licks up in the sky and spits the kid back out. And the kid bumps right to her feet. And then she looks at God. And she goes, he had a hat. Okay. Ah, waka, waka. <laughs> That's Jewish people. <laughs> I can if you can't catch that, I can this is how people this is a, Oh, you did that, huh? Well listen. I want the other part too. Okay. Okay. Uh website. Great, good. Thanks for telling me that. Wow. Website. So here's the deal on the website. I know you guys are like, oh, I'm getting tired of you getting to the website. Listen, on the website are these two brochures that, that we are working on. Here's the deal. And I want you to understand what I'm talking about, why it's so important. Okay? Here, you have to understand that we are going to spend money on one of these sets of brochures. There's a lot of things about me you should know. Spending money is not my favorite thing. If you ask Don anytime there's a chance to get a break on the radio, I ask. If you ask anybody, if you ask my landlord, we've been there for four and a half years. I can, You know what I tell them before we renew? We're the best best tenants you've ever had. I always tell them that because one, it's true. And two, that saves me money. And I do that with everything. That's just how I do it. Right? So I don't like to spend money. And that's why I want people's honest evaluation on the brochures. You don't have to do nothing wrong with the ones you like. I'm just asking if we spend $800 and get like, you know, 500 of each brochures and send them out to people, which of these two sets would you think would be uh, the best investment? The reason I'm asking you about this is because this is your show too. I mean, it's, yeah, I could just make the decision, but I'd like to know what people think. Because there's a lot of things that I do have an opinion on, and there's a lot of things that I won't give a lot of room in, but brochures ain't one of them. So bottom line, go to hemustincrease.org. On the top right, you click on the little hamburger thing, and at the very bottom, there's two links, and it shows you the different brochures. There's What it is at the bottom of the page, there's a one, two, and three, and you click on the one. The, the one is the first one you see. You click on the two, you see the next brochure. Click on the three, you see the next brochure. That happens on each of those links. Okay? Does that make sense? It's the best I can. I can't do better. It's the best I can do. Okay. All right. I can I can squeeze well, I think I can squeeze this in. All right, and then we'll do the history uh later. All right. Uh Mark chapter nine, verse twenty one twenty three. Jesus asked his father, How long has he been has this been happening to him? He said, From childhood. And it has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. Now, here's an amazing thing about translations that I'm going to tell you. In about a third of the Greek New Testaments, it says Jesus said to him, if you can, with a question mark. And then in another third, the, the, it says, if you can, with an exclamation point. And if you understand 
the study of Greek and you look at this, you think, well, it should be one or the other. And the irony behind that is how this is how smart God is. Either one of those works. See, this is the problem that people miss is God is bigger than a translation. He's always been big. You don't think God's bigger than a book? <laughs> that's oh, come on. That's see, that's where you get kind of sad. Listen to this from both perspectives. I'm trying to teach it. Jesus said to him when he said, If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Now watch with the question mark. And Jesus said to him, If you can, well, all things are possible to him that believes. But now listen to this with an exclamation point. Okay? But if you can do anything, have compassion and help us. Jesus said, If you can. Because all things are possible to him that believes. And so it gives you that little slight either way. Both of those are right. (laughs) That's the irony behind this. God's much bigger than the translation. It's like Jesus is challenging him and then also maybe perhaps not, well, maybe chiding him a little, saying, well, if you can. I mean, everything's possible for me. Or if you can, because everything's possible for him who believes, which is the one that I prefer because it sounds a little more in in the process. The if you can is wondering whether Jesus uh, uh, is 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 able to, and then the if you can back is wondering Jesus is wondering, do you have enough faith to believe I can do this? And that becomes the central issue on almost every Christian topic we deal with. Do you have the faith? To believe if you were in a position and you stood before Jesus and he said to you, according to your faith, so be it, would it be done? That's, ah. see, it's possible and there's nothing that Jesus can't do besides sin. But do we have the faith to believe he really will? A lot of people think Jesus is really nice, but not that nice. You're wrong. He's more than that nice. Okay? All right. Uh, Take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. 
Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. My entire life, of course, I mean, you know, my career used to be the, you know, the only thing I cared about, you know, in a sense, and now my family is my priority. So I still love my career and I love what I do for a living, but it, it keeps me grounded because, you know, the, the primary thing for me now is making sure that, you know, I've got a active and healthy family life. You know, it's really, it's our privilege. We want you to know how much we appreciate it. I think your talent is uh, undersold in the context that it's not promoted enough. I think some of your stuff is just anything that makes me laugh, especially the way the world is now, anything that makes me laugh, I love. I think it's gold. So I think you've done a lot of gold. What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. (laughs) Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, Who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. True to form on a Friday has been this show. (laughs) That's the nicest way to put it. I mean, I cannot tell you. I, I think we've gotten more, we've gotten a, a mo- good amount of calls, and we've gotten more texts than we've ever got. It's like I can't even reply to everybody because there's just so many. So if I don't reply to your text, it's not because I'm trying to be rude. Okay, so just understand, it's difficult to apl- to reply to you know you know thirty five texts at one time. It's not. You know, and then I'm really bad with stuff like that. You know, that's why I do voice recognition, which of course gets me in a lot of trouble. So that's besides the point. All right, ready for the trivia question? All right, whose image was on the coin that the Pharisees showed to Jesus when they asked him a trick question about paying taxes? So Spencer's called twice, done a good job. So we want somebody to step in, somebody else to step in and give a holler who hasn't called for a little while or just we haven't heard from. We, uh, but but we always want people encourage people to do that. Or if you can, and if you all we we it's easy to text, okay, if you want to. But we encourage you to do that as well. But again, but again, I'm glad. I mean, we've had more new callers in the last month than I can even possibly think of. Uh, by the way, Deb, Aunt Deb, first to answer. Give her credit. Image, which image, whose image, which image, whose image was on the coin that the Pharisees showed to Jesus when they asked him a trick question about paying taxes? Whose image was that? If you think you know the answer, people are firing in on the answers. Uh, just give us a holler, 972-445-0770. Or... 
text in 214-210-8483. I can't take a call on that, so you got to be aware that I cannot uh, take a call while we're doing the live show. And then also send an email, David, at he must increase. Dot org. I completely blame that on Captain Chris. I'll explain that later. Uh, oh, I we got to do this. We might not get to the t- way things are going. Uh, history. Guys. I have to do this. There's no way I can't do this. Okay. All right. First of all, it's April Fool's Day, right? Is that correct? That is true. All right. So it's also Atheist Day. <laughs> Just by juxtaposition, it's Atheist Day. Okay. Addition. Okay, that was funny. In addition, it's National Burrito Day, and it's National Sourdough Bread Day. Those are good. But I want to go back to the April Fool's joke and just say that uh, the, the, the time that I got April Fooled, and the time that Noel and I April Fooled. Okay, is that all right? Have you, you haven't heard this yet, have you? The one time I got April Fooled, I was uh, pastoring the church in Flagstaff, and I was finishing up my devotions, getting ready for Sunday service, and one of the people that helped me run the church came barreling into my house and like, Dave, Dave, come with me right now, right now, right this second. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, what? He goes, all that new equipment we just, somebody had donated like $20,000 and we for uh, uh, music equipment that was like 19000 so we got all that, and it was not. It was in downtown Flagstaff, so it was kind of like, yeah. So uh, he's like, "Come on, hurry, get in!" So I get in the car. We're driving, and I'm like, you know, I start praying. Right now, I'm praying, Lord, you know, if that person, they, those people need it, you know, we understand that, but still, Lord, we need to protect our da 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 da. I'm driving. I'm like, okay, well, you know, he stops at a red light. I said, well, I don't see any of the cars. Go, go, go. Right? I mean, I'm just trying to get there. Trying to save the equipment. I mean, that's what I'm doing. Get into the church. Church had two doors that opened wide into the sanctuary. I pushed open the church doors wide. There's the entire the entire band and sound team playing going, April Fools! That's a pretty good one, right? That that's good. good. That's good. Almost as good as what Noel and I did, calling up the kids in their deepest late teens early 20s and going uh oh she's pregnant <laughs> that's right we really did this and then we had the one son said I'll fly back in and I'll just live with you guys and help you and it's just like that's right we did it way past yeah well you know it was funny it was like what 12 years ago <laughs> something like that you know, they were so mad when they found out it was April Fool's. They were furious. I have still not. They've everyone. I've not forgotten. I've not forgotten. Isn't that mean? How long was it before you told them? I had to tell them that night. <laughs> there was like so many calls, so much deep, serious concern. <laughs> it's like, I was like, yeah, but it worked. Okay, well, that's years ago, so don't get mad at me. 
Uh, also, on this day in 1778, the dollar symbol for United States dollars created by Irish-born New Orleans businessman Oliver Pollock. A lot of people don't know that. And then in 1891, the Wrigley Company is founded in Chicago, Illinois. And finally, 1976, Apple Computer Company is formed by Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. And uh, the great thing about uh, Wozniak is that he was on a Big Bang show. <laughs> That's all he did. Hey, I didn't say it was perfect. Uh, trivia question. What is the trivia question? Uh, whose image was on the coin that the Pharisees showed to Jesus when they asked him a trick question about paying taxes? In the meantime, I'm going to do this one teaching. If you know, by the way, you can reach out to us. You might have to be on hold for just a little bit. Uh, otherwise, uh, hopefully, Kevin Chris will remind me. But uh, otherwise, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text 214-210-8483. Send an email, david at hemusincrease.com. Or I want to do this one from Pastor Ray. We've actually done this one before, but it's that good. And so if, if we got to, you know, it's kind of like reading Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They're called synoptic gospels because they see the same. And then you get into John, and John's in a different planet altogether. So uh, this is uh, why we do repetitive work. Okay? All right. Uh, Go, the Lord said to me. This is Ray ready. And lead the people on their way so that they may enter and possess the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 11. When the Lord makes plans, he hides many of the details. Over and over, God gave Israel a revelation. Her people will possess the land. He gave them a vision of the promised land to which they clung to for centuries. But how often did they ask, how will it come to pass? Even now, when they possess the land, they're still embroiled in a continuous battle to keep it. Even the best and brightest of the prophets were surprised by the actual events that ultimately fulfilled the prophecy. If I think certain things should happen in a particular way, I'm usually wrong. I'm in good company. John the Baptist questioned Jesus even after baptizing him and seeing him in the flesh. Are you the coming one or do we look for someone else? He asked in Matthew 11.3. Some things just don't fit what he had pictured out there in the desert. Yet by Jesus' own words, there was no one greater than John the Baptist. We need to give up many of our preconceived ideas. God fulfills his word and his promises in ways I'm not capable of considering. Just consider how Jesus came the first time. Most of his own people weren't prepared for God to become flesh in Jesus Christ. All we can do is stand back and smile and say, Lord, you are truly amazing. I would never have thought of that. You have done what you said in such a beautiful and sensitive way beyond anything I could have dreamed or imagined. Why I miss Ray so much is this. This is just like, that's just like, that's gold. If you listen to this entire broadcast and catch anything, you should catch the read on this thing. The Lord makes many promises to us, and they're wonderful promises. But the Lord does not, and we've mentioned it before, he does not give you the methodology or the timing. He doesn't tell you how he's going to do it, or he doesn't give you a watch that goes with what he's going to do. And so the problem in that is that people have a tendency to try and input for God how he's going to do what he's going to do. Let me just explain to you that that's a small portion of a lack of trust. Do we, in fact, believe and trust 
that God will bring it about the best way that it can be brought about. And if we believe that, don't we owe him that faith and that praise and that acknowledgement that he is so far beyond us, but he always does does these things with our best interests in mind because he loves us. You can't deserve that. You don't, you're not worthy of it. You're not worthy of grace because you can't be worthy of grace. That's the whole point. It's given its unmerited favor, okay? So understand the graciousness of God is active. He brings it about as he sees fit. We trust him in that process. We love him in that process. And God does not disappoint even if you and I don't get it. And there certainly seems to be a lot of that, doesn't there? All right. Uh, The trivia question, whose image was on the coin that the Pharisees showed to Jesus when they asked him a trick question about paying taxes? Whose image was on that coin? And the answer was, the answer is, does everybody know the answer? Caesar! Caesar's image, not the pizza. Caesar's image. You can tell I'm hungry. Uh, Bottom line is, give unto Caesar's that which is Caesar's, and give unto God that which is God's. Well, God wants your heart, and he wants your mind. So give that to him, okay? Great show. Thanks, Spencer, for calling in. We appreciate it. Blessings to everybody over this weekend. Be good. Be strong. Stay close to the Lord. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. 72 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.